Welcome back to the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. I'm an automotive columnist for Bay Area News Group, and I publish the website, theweeklydriver.com. My friend and colleague is Bruce Aldrich, and today we have a very uh, interesting guest, we hope, and we, I'm pretty sure we have, because I met his wife briefly in a Starbucks, and uh, she was talking to the guy serving coffee about what she does for a living. They were just having a friendly chat, and her response was, I own a dump truck, and that triggered my... my uh, Thoughts about, wow, I've never heard that people talk about owning a dump truck. And one thing led to another, and we got a hold of you, and you guys are up in paradise um, helping that community uh, recover from the tragedy of, of last fall. So welcome to our show, Adam Fry, and um, thanks for being our guest. Thank you. Glad to be here. Why don't you just give us, if you could, an overview of uh, your company and how it got involved in the recovery of, of the, the paradise area? Yeah, so I own Big Country Restoration and Transport, LLC. We have uh, Super 10 dumps, and uh, we just added two more to the fleet, so we got a total of three now. And we're doing the disaster cleanup up there right now. There's three phases to it. The the first part of it is uh, the cleanup, get rid of all the the dirty ash and soil and concrete and metal that. And uh, the second phase is going to be the underground, getting that done. And then the third phase will be the rebuilding of the houses. So we're on uh, we're on track to, I believe, we're going to be done with the cleanup. Uh, I'm hearing sometime in the end of October, maybe November, uh, possibly sooner. Um, it, it, there was almost 16,000 structures burned down. And we're on the part of it where FEMA is uh, covering the, I don't know if they're flipping the bill and the insurance companies are paying them back, but we're involved with FEMA on it. We, there's uh, three main contractors on the job. We're working with Argonaut. And uh, Argonaut seems to be uh, one of the better crews up there. We're getting everything done uh, real efficiently and timely. And... Uh, I see. What I, else would you like to know? Sure. I, I hope <laughs> a lot FEMA, of different areas. Yeah, I hope, hope FEMA sure. pays you back. But I was curious in your trucks, is that a, like a medium or large or what size truck no, is they're, it? They're, they're class eight trucks. So they, they have two drive axles in the rear, a steer axle in the front, and they have a drop axle in the middle. So one of the requirements on that job is, is you have to be able to haul 15 ton legally. 15 Just tons. A, and in, wow. what, 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 tons. A, what is a typical uh, home site up there, would you guess? Is it? Four times that much, or, or is fifteen tons? Well, no, one a, home, a site? home because they got to dig down. I believe it's three to six inches of soil underneath where the home was destroyed. It's it's uh it's probably a good six loads out of there, wow. six to twelve loads depending wow. on the house. Times seventeen hundred, you said. I think there was about sixteen thousand structures that burned down. Oh, Thousands. I don't know. I don't know okay. if FEMA's got all sixteen thousand because there was a lot that was done through insurance, private insurance too. Sure. But uh, there's there is a lot of trucks up there right now. I don't know if you guys have seen what base camp looks like. Have not. It's the FEMA camp. There is thousands of trailers up there. Uh, they got a couple full court basketball courts. They have a big mess hall. I heard they're putting in three pools right now. Oh my gosh! Um, it's 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 really impressive to go up there and see it, especially when when everyone's in for the night and you can see all the trucks and. And uh, pickup trucks that are there, there's there's got to be well over 
I'm guessing 1,200 trucks probably. Wow. Do you haul these loads to a transfer point, or do you haul them to the end end place? So and what is that place? We, we have our dispatch time in the morning, so we go to a certain job site. Um, right now we're working with one crew, and um, we get our loads, and they, they tell us uh, from central dispatch where to take it to. So we can either take them to Wheatland, uh, they go to Neal Road, and uh, I believe it's the Ash and Soil goes to the Anderson Dump. Hmm. I see. Um, knowing very little going into this, uh, there's such a variety of areas I'd like to cover or we'd like to cover. I guess environmentally, sure. uh, uh, the environmental considerations come to mind for the health of the people who are doing the uh, recovery and and other things like that, maybe with the people who are still living there with your, your colleagues and coworkers and others, is that still a big issue with, um, with the effects of um, the ash and, and maybe other things I'm unaware of? How, how, how much consideration is taken into that and how careful do you have to be? Everything is, is taken into consideration when it comes to the ash because the ash has all the, you know, the asbestos and the, the dangerous chemicals in it. Yes. In fact, we have all the guys on the ground that are working on the ground crew have to be Hazwopper certified. Mm-hmm. So they got to have their hazmat training. Wow. Um, they, you know, they wear the full suit and, and a respirator and all the loads um, are tarped a hundred percent of the time. doesn't matter if it's concrete, metal, dirt, or ash that you're hauling. So nothing escapes. They're, they're big, heavy duty, uh, 12 mil tarps and they're strapped down there. You know, you have to put so many straps on each side so nothing can, can get out. Yeah. They, they the truck, every truck is GPS tracked. Um, they do not want us making any stops or, you know, if the truck breaks down, you know, they got to know where the load is a hundred percent of the time. Wow. Wow. This and, is like uh, a, it's, it's very, very regulated. It's almost like you're doing nuclear cleanup or something, huh? It, it really feels like it at times. Um, Cal Waste is overseeing the the job, and that's a you know that's a California agency that oversees the direct, uh, disaster cleanup. Yeah. So it's it's very very regulated. They know where we are at all times, and uh, the biggest thing up there is safety. That's great. I didn't, and I, I'm certainly not making light of it. But when you were describing it, and, and Bruce said like nuclear cleanup, I thought of a. You know, one of the movies, maybe from the '80s or '90s, that were kind of look futuristic movies. Andromeda where, Strain. And, Andromeda Strain, or something like that. So that's what, that was my first reference. And of course, I'm not being flippant, but that's kind of what mm-hmm. it reminded me of. Very, very uh, uh, dangerous, but potentially dangerous. There, there, there is, there is, can be a lot of side effects from the from the chemicals, but um, none of the ash is getting getting loose. They, we don't untarp the loads till we're ready to dump. Yes. And then uh, when they go to the dumps, the, the dumps handle them, you know, how they're, how they're regulated to. And believe me, there's, there's people from Cal Waste everywhere uh, making sure everything's handled properly. Because yes. the, the, the whole thing up there is safety, safety, safety. And it's not just, you know, the chemicals. It's, uh, it's driving safely. It's, I mean, it's everything, every safety aspect you could possibly imagine doing the speed limit, stopping for stop signs, stop at stop, stop lights. It's everything. Gotcha. They have, uh, they have unmarked cars actually driving around. Um, all the different contractors do. They, they, they pay for them. 
and they just make sure that everyone's uh, behaving properly, following the laws, uh, respecting the other drivers, motorists on the road, because um, it can be very frustrating for, you know, a lot of the people in the communities where the, the trucks get backed up, you know, it might cause them to be late for work or, and, you know, everybody understands that and everybody wants to get through this uh, as quickly as possible, safely as possible. And, uh, you know, we're really up there just so those, you know, 16,000 families can can get back in their homes again. A lot of these people are still homeless. They don't have anywhere to live. Yes. Right. You know, the, the, the housing's taken up. I mean, if you've looked on Craigslist or anything, try to find a camp trailer. They're, they all get pretty soaked up pretty quick from the people up there. All yes. the trailer parks are full. So we really just want to get these people back in their homes. Well, that's a good good thing to do. Um, I'm wondering how many truckloads a day are hauled out, would you guess, and how many truckloads to go? Well, that's that's debatable because I don't I I work with Argonaut. Argonaut has at least a third of the work up there, and with Argonaut, I'm working through Levee Transport. They're the 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 prime hauler for them up there. And uh, I think they have close to, I want to say four or 500 trucks at least, wow. just on their side alone. Each truck, I'm guessing, is doing between two and four loads a day. Some of these, some of these uh, dump sites get pretty backed up, so there's long wait times waiting in the lines. Yes. Even though we're not driving a, lot, a ton of miles, um, there is a lot of sitting and waiting up there. So like more than 1,000 a day maybe in... This could go on for months, I, would, I guess. I would guess so, yes. yes. Wow. You, you touched on the, the community, and, and that was one area that I wanted to touch uh, on particularly. Um, is, is this too much of a stretch to, to mention things like, um, on one side of the spectrum, is it eerie on any level to be there? Are, are this, is there some spirituality among the people? Is there a community spirit, so to speak? And and again, not in any kind of superficial way, but it was such a tragedy. What what is your what are your coworkers and others finding as they're doing this project? What what um, what is the atmosphere like, so to speak? Well, I, I haven't heard the term spirituality. I mean, of course, you know, we want to, you know, we feel for the people that lost their homes and and are displaced. You know, the, my whole thing getting involved in this was just to kind of help and you know the the best way we can and. You know, I had some I have some good drivers driving for me, and and uh, it's it's just all about safety. Mm-hmm. And 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 my drivers are stressed out twenty four seven. They did they every one of them tell me that you know that's a it's a high stress. You know, you're being regulated, you're being watched. Um, there's a lot of drivers from L.A. Mm-hmm. for instance in the Bay Area, and a lot of these guys think they can do whatever they want. They don't need to follow the rules. Oh boy. They can, uh, you know, they drive too fast. They will try to cut in line. They do all this stuff. And it, it really doesn't work that way. Yeah. No, you um, get into truck they're, they're, driving. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're weeding a lot of the guys out that, that are doing that, you know, cause people are constantly getting fired off the job. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, like I said, I work with, with LeVay and Argonaut and, uh, we, we've had a few meetings and, uh, the owner of LaVey is Mike LaVey. I've known him for a long time. Um, I used to work with him uh, 25 years ago, I would say. Uh, great guy, and they, they just keep talking, 
safety, safety, safety. Mm-hmm. And we have to follow the rules. Um, excuse me, I'm getting a call coming in. I got to... Sure, no, yeah. no worries. Yeah, I was thinking I that uh, the call. The, uh, you don't get into truck or any kind of driving for, uh, you know, because you want to be watched by Big Brother every second. You, you get a little bit of latitude there normally, mm-hmm. but it sounds like not at all in this job. No, well, they're, you know, they're, they're paying us very well and they're very fair on the hours and, you know, our stop times. And I mean, so it's not like we're not getting well compensated for it because we definitely are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say the trucks are making, you know, probably $20, $25 an hour more than they would if we were doing like an asphalt job or something. So, yes, um, you're getting, you're getting paid to have to, you know, deal with all the extras. The Weekly Driver podcast gets support from americantrucks.com. Visit www.americantrucks.com. How did your company start? Uh, it was, oftentimes we talk to people on our program or as a journalist, and they've inherited a, a car from their father or gr- grandfather or brother, and they've gotten into a certain occupation based on friends or relatives being in it. So your, your area is pretty unique. How did it start for you? Well... Me and my dad, we had a logging and general engineering company. We did a lot of construction, mm-hmm. and uh, we had equipment and trucks uh, growing up. In uh, early 2000s, we decided to hang it up and sold everything off. And I, uh, I, I actually also have a corporate job during the day. Oh, my. I work for uh, Navistar. Mm-hmm. Um, I help liquidate their used trucks. Uh, that that they get from the national account, so it's it's a well paying job, and you know it afforded me the opportunity to to get involved in this. I've always wanted to get back on the fires, and um, my goal is eventually to have a couple more water trucks, a couple excavators, a couple dozers, a low bed to move the equipment around on, and and uh, our our goal is to um, you know help with the the fires that are you know, currently burning to help put the fire wildland fires out and then to help with the cleanup afterwards. So that's where the the vision for my company is. I do have a partner in the business and he owns a separate trucking company mm-hmm. and uh, he's registered with the state as a disabled veteran. So we should get some veterans preference there Yes, when getting called out on the fires. So our, our goal is, 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 uh, is just to grow the company. You know, we've already grown it. Uh, three trucks in six months. So, you know, the, there's a lot to be said about that. And, and then we're just going to continue growing. That's great. Now, you're in West Sacramento, if I looked at your yes. wife's card correctly. And mm-hmm. not to step away too long from, from Paradise, but have there been some other projects that you could share with us that have been, uh, whether it's a fire or something that's uh, that was a, a big challenge? Maybe every project's a big challenge. Well, yeah, you're absolutely correct. Everything in life is a is a big challenge. Um, I just started a, a second business. Um, it's called Clean CA. Our uh, I have another partner on that, and it's a it's a cleaning service that that we're offering. Uh, it, everything is eco friendly. We don't use any any harsh chemicals. Um, we've we're already booked out for the week. This is a Technically, our our first week working since we got the insurance, we're an LLC also. 
Mm-hmm. We have a four million dollar general liability policy. We do uh, restaurant hood cleaning, uh, driveways, you know, anything you could do with uh, pressure washing, and we do it uh, in an with an environmental friendly uh, mm-hmm. aspect to it. Because a mm-hmm. lot of these companies, pressure washing companies, use very toxic chemicals that go down the drain, yes. and everything we use is a hundred percent eco friendly. That's great. Well, that's good. Hey, um, yep. you used to drive the truck then, right? You're familiar with truck driving? Yes, I, I, I've, I've driven trucks a lot. I don't, I don't do a lot of truck driving anymore just because I don't have time for it. But, sure, you got your, yes. your hand in the fire a bunch of places now. I was just curious on those big boys. When you're hauling 15 tons, what's the difference between uh, the, the perceived feel on acceleration between empty and loaded and stopping distance between empty and loaded? What's the difference there? You know, it's, it's give and take. I would say going up a hill, you can stop quick reloaded. Going down a hill, it's going to take you longer to stop. Yes. Gravity. Um, but but it, you don't see a absolutely. big difference? You don't see a big difference. They're just big old dump trucks, whether they're full or empty, huh? Yeah. Well, it's, you know, when you're loaded, you got more traction to stop, but then there's more friction on the brakes because you got a heavier load. Sure. So, you know, you're more likely to lock the brakes up when you're loaded in the tire skid. I mean, when you're unloaded, excuse me, um, because, you know, obviously there's less weight on the truck. But it definitely excels a lot slower when it's when the trucks are loaded. I would think. I would think. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Going back to Paradise, um, having just I haven't been there since, you know, the, the tragedy, but watching television clips and looking at the Internet and hearing other stories. Have your drivers and or other companies' drivers, have you had people discover things that were out of the ordinary or things that um, just were very surprising in the, in the devastation or animals or I, I don't know. Oh, even, yeah, uh, yeah. They're, they're, I'm always hearing about, you know, them pulling up animal skeletons, wildlife. There's all kinds of, kinds of stuff that you could imagine would be in a house. Yes. Um, I, I did do a bunch of, uh, I bid it on a bunch of properties up there to actually do the removal mm-hmm. for uh, insurance companies. Yes. And uh, I bid them kind of high, so I didn't get any of them, but I figured if I was going to do it, I was going to make sure I came out on top of it. But we were, I, I probably bid on about, I don't know, three, 400 lots up there. My goodness. And, uh, mm-hmm. what, what's were, the typical they, price per unit, per yard? You know, I I don't know what the what they're what they're paying privately because I overshot it. I was I was bidding them average at about twenty five thousand a lot to clean them up. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I was high about three to five thousand dollars, but the the rates for FEMA are completely different. Um, yes. And I'm not I'm not sure what that is to be honest with you. I don't I I haven't been told that information. I think sure. it's privileged. Yes. What is the 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 people you mentioned uh, the people who have just been displaced and and don't have their homeless and and um, do you have conversations or do your your workers have conversations and what's what's the general um, attitude like if there is a general attitude of, about the community I've seen a few st- stories done with high school kids and things is is the is the community as whole as far as you know um, basically doing the best they can they're doing the best they can they're absolutely not whole there's there's strips of businesses that are still intact up there. Yes. And, you know, they're catering to the workers right now. But there's a lot of businesses that burnt down, too. There's uh, one retirement home um, that I that I happened to bid on. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
you know, that's, I, I think it was about 12 to 15,000 square feet, you know, so it was a hundred plus unit facility. Yes. Um, so that's all those, those people are out of there. I mean, there's, I mean, if you, if you went up there, you wouldn't believe it. It is just, I, I mean, there's only a few, when you, if you're driving down a road, there might be a house standing here mm-hmm. and then everything around it is, is, is burnt down to the ground. Oh my. Um, and you just going, how did this house make it? You know, there's, yes. it's just like every so often you'll see a house, but the majority of them are, are gone. Paradise, Magalia, up and down, um, you know, Clark road. Um, Skyway, you know, you're driving in the two main uh, veins going in there for yes. the roads, and just everything's gone. Is there uh, any uh, major um, sort of like infrastructure uh, businesses left, like there, uh, you know, a grocery store or a gas station I, I bel- or anything left? Th- there is, there is a few gas stations. I know there's a Les Schwab tires um, that's still up. There's, there's a grocery store too, maybe a couple restaurants. Um, a lot of the businesses made it, but there's, like I said, still a bunch of them that, that didn't. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, Adam, it's a, it's a pleasure to talk to somebody who has knowledge and has been up there and has seen what's going on. And, um, you know, I, I know it's a business, but it's, it's worthy of, you know, complimenting you and your, your colleagues to taking care of business, um, for people who certainly deserve it. And I know, again, it's, it's your job, but, um, but thanks for what you do from, from somebody who's on the completely outside of the of the situation. Uh, it's been, what was it, last November? So it's been six months, seven months now, I guess, um, since it happened. And as you've explained, there's just a lot a lot to do. So, so thank you for being our guest, number one, explaining what's going on there from your perspective and your job. And, and, and thanks a bunch. I appreciate you guys having me on. And on a quick side note. Sure. If you would like to put up some pictures on your website, yes, I would be happy to text you. I got a whole bunch of pictures of of what the area looks like, and you know, if you just want to see what what the what it looked like after the fire came through there, so people can kind of get an idea of That'd the magnitude of yeah, it, I would, I, I would be happy to text you some pictures. That would thank be you. Th- thank you for that offer. And yes, we would, and and we would we would uh, get the word out, of course, on your on your business and. Um, and reciprocate in any way we can help um, as if you needed our help. But you know what I mean. It's kind of one hand washes the other. So we'll be happy to promote and, and tell people what you have going on, of course, with our podcast and my website and so on and so forth. So thank you for that offer. And we, we look forward to seeing them. And thank you for being our guest again on, on the you, Weekly Adam. Driver podcast. Appreciate it very much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Okay. Take care. Right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye now. All right, thank you. The Weekly Driver podcast gets support from AmericanMuscle.com your late model Mustang and F-150 authority, bringing you the hottest products and top-notch customer service for over a decade. No one makes it easier to modify your ride. Visit AmericanMuscle.com today.